What I want to talk to you today is about hearing God. Hearing God. So let's jump into it right away because I've got a, a lot of great things that I want to share with you this morning that will be, be, uh, be helpful. If you're taking notes, oh, here, let's take a break. I'll talk about this later, but maybe next week, maybe the week after, but probably by next Sunday, back at the uh, book cart, wave your hand. Oh, my goodness. So uh, back to the book cart. After the service, if you don't have, how many have one of our prayer journals? Okay. If you have one, praise God. If you don't, we're selling them for $2. We're not trying to make a lot of money. If you can't afford one, come on up here. I'll give you two bucks. Because it's not about the two bucks. It's about you getting a prayer journal in your hand. We'll talk about it during the sermon because I'll talk to you about what we do with our prayer journal. But next week, we'll have a prayer journal for the rest of the year. So this won't last you for the rest of the year, but we'll have a prayer journal for the rest of the year. And we'll have that. And we'll also probably, I'm not sure on this one, but we'll probably have a, a hopes. I don't know what we're going to call them. I think we'll call them three for three club notebook. And so it'll be a notebook, 150 pages, where you can have it in your car that every Sunday you bring it in to take notes. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. And we'll have, we should have those by next week. So I want to remind you of that. Okay. Let's talk about how do we hear from God. And, and, and I want to turn to a scripture. This is in, um, in 1 Samuel in the Old Testament. And uh, let me just read you this story. It's a short story, but I want you to catch what's going on. And it came to pass at the time. This is 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 2. I'm reading out of the New King James. If you don't have that version, that's okay. But we have it up here on the screen that you can follow with us word for word. And it came to pass at the time while... Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had become to grow so dim that he could not see. This is, Eli's an old man at this point. Look what happens. Next verse. Uh, and before, guys, uh, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark was, and while Samuel was lying down. Look what happens. And the Lord called Samuel. And he answered, here I am. Here's what I want you to catch. That the Lord is calling, is speaking to Samuel. Somebody say, the Lord speaks. Next verse. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. And he said, Eli said, I didn't call you. I, I did not call. I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lie down. Eli's like, I didn't call you. Go lie down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. And he answered, I did not, I, I did not call my son. Lie down again. <clears throat> now Samuel did not yet even know the Lord. This is important because I want you to catch this. God is speaking to people that he knows, that are his, that are Christians already. And God is speaking to people that don't even know God. Amen. Amen. Nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Next verse. And the time, and the Lord called Samuel again a third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived, this is so important. Then Eli perceived. Everybody say perceived. perceived. 
Um, we'll get into this next week. Somebody say this is a two-parter. Okay. You don't want to miss the second part. But here's what I want you to catch. But Eli perceived. What I'm going to talk to you next week in details is more how specifically you hear the voice of the Lord. Some of you are not sure, but I'm going to teach it all to you. But just make sure you come back next week. And Eli perceived that the Lord, that's not a commercial. That's not a trick. I just, I just only have so much time. Um, then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Eli perceived, oh, wait, wait, wait. That was God. Can I tell you what? God speaks to people. Okay. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel. Now, Eli's going to talk to Samuel. And look what he says. Go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, look, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lied down in this place. Now, there's a lot that I want to pull out of this short passage is, but here's the first thing I want you to catch. God speaks to people. Can I tell you about God? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. See, we read in the Bible, it's like, oh, God spoke to, to, to Samuel, and God spoke to David, and God speaks to Daniel, and God speaks to Moses, and God speaks to... But you know what? I'm just... Listen, let's just stop right there. You ain't just nothing. Please, we got to get this in our, in our, in our, in our, in our life. We got to get this in our minds. God hasn't even withheld his son from you. Does he love Moses? Does he love Eli and Samuel and Daniel and David and all these? Yes. But can I tell you what? They're just people just like you are. And God is speaking. Write this down. God speaks to people. God speaks to people. Now, what's going on in this story? <clears throat> they don't get it. He's speaking, but they don't recognize he's speaking. God is speaking to Samuel. Samuel doesn't think that God's speaking to him. He thinks Eli's speaking to him. Okay, that is where so many people are. They don't recognize the voice of God. They don't recognize the voice of God. Some Christian peoples don't recognize the voice of God. Oh, guys in the back, do you have this? Uh, do you have this clip? Do you have the, do you, the 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 accent clip? Wave your hand if you have it. Yeah. Okay. Show. Tell me if you understand any of this. They're all speaking English. Watch this. <laughs> Oh, 
People will look at you and say, but man, one can't play. Hey, that's why they say when play, see play, play run. Because play no one die. No one see a threat. <laughs> we understood anything. They're speaking English. Their accents are so heavy. That, and how many know everyone's got an accent? You got an accent. You just, you just don't recognize you have an accent because you're around the people with the same accent. Yeah. Do, do, do you understand that? Yeah. Everyone's got an accent. You know what? What's here? What's God's accent? What's, what's God's accent? Could it be? Could it be that we're not hearing God because we're so not acclimated to his voice? Could that be? Uh, I did a series. Go to the website. We have it. I encourage you to, to watch this. And it's maybe six, seven, maybe even eight sermons. But it's called Frequency. Where I'm teaching how to get on the frequency of God. I mean, right now, there's probably a basketball game going on. That if you were out in your car, if you had a something, a radio, you could catch that frequency. You could listen to it. How many know it's going through right now? Why can't we, why can't we hear the game? Because it's not on the right frequency. God is the same way. We've got to get, that's what I'm going to teach you for the next two weeks on how to get on God's frequency, how to hear what God is saying. Because here's the reality. God is speaking to, God is speaking to Samuel, but Samuel doesn't even recognize you know, there's a lot of people nowadays, they don't even recognize God is speaking to them. I wonder how many Christians are missing out on huge opportunities to them yeah. that God wants to bless you. Amen. But you're too busy for God. Yeah. I, I want you to, tomorrow, I want you to, and, and if you don't have a book, buy one today. And get up tomorrow and spend 20 minutes, 20 minutes It'll change your life forever. What do I want you to do? I want you to get up early. I want you to get your phone away from you. Megan, remind me, we want to talk about phones. But, but get your phone away from you and talk to God. What do I want you to do? Just start asking God. What? Well, I don't know. What's on your heart? You know what I mean? What's on your heart? God, help my wife. I don't, help me. I don't even understand her. She's driving me crazy. What, do you think God doesn't know that? No, tell God what concerns you. My husband, he's whatever. My kids, they need help. God, I need help in my job. Whatever it is, what concerns you, Father, just cry out to God and start speaking to God and ask him what concerns you for just 10 minutes. And here's what I want you to do. Then I want you to just be quiet for 10 minutes. With your book, with your book, that every page, the first thing is asked, the only things on the page is, hear God, and God, today God said, dot, dot, dot. Who came up with these books? I came up with these books. By faith, I came up with these books. Because by faith, I know God is going to replace the dot, dot, dot with real stuff. He's going to speak to you. You know what, you know what, you know what uh, Paul says? He says, you know what? We are to, to walk by faith and not by sight. 
The Bible says faith without works is dead. The Bible says it pleases God. Everything you do has got to be entrusting in God. When you show up tomorrow, how many know God is, how, watch this. How many, how many of you recognize, listen to this whole thing before you judge it. We don't know if God's going to talk to us tomorrow. But by faith. Let, let me borrow your, your pen. Let me borrow your pen for a minute. See, by faith, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get, if you don't have one, get one. If you can't afford $2, come up to me and I'll buy one for you. Because it's not about the $2. It's about getting something in your hands and getting out there and by faith every single day saying, God, speak to me. And here's what's going to happen. God is going to speak to you and he's going to fill up these pages. And he's going to give you direction with great clarity of specific. Oh, sorry. With specific things that God has called you to do. Amen. Amen. You don't have one of these? You don't have one of these? Oh, because you sit on the first row. Amen. Okay. Are you learning something? Okay. God speaks to people. Sometimes we don't recognize what he's saying. And many times we don't recognize what he's saying. Can I tell you why? Because we don't give him that time. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. The Bible says that, 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 that God will fill those that are hungry for righteousness. He'll fill. Who? Everyone? No, those that are hungry for righteousness. Are you hungry for the things of God? Do you? Here, God, God gives God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Are you humble enough tomorrow to not start your day without hearing from God? Are you smart enough, but humble enough to go, I can't live my life by myself? Yeah, yeah. I saw it, I saw it uh, two weeks ago when Pastor Joel spoke. And he was speaking, and he was about, it was the first service, he was about to say something, and he stopped. And I knew exactly why he stopped. I knew exactly what he was doing. Why? Because I've done it hundreds of times. I did it today in the first service. Done it thousands of times now. What am I doing? I don't want to preach whatever's in my notes. I, I have my notes. I believe even my notes have been directed from the Holy Spirit. But I want to preach what, what I learned, what my mentors taught me, preach in the prophetic. And he stopped and he wasn't sure if he was going to use this, uh, this scripture or not. And then he stopped, and I thought, I know what he's doing. I know exactly what he's doing. And then he just waited for a second, and then he went on to, to I believe the Holy Spirit told him to do that, to, to use that. And I knew exactly what he was doing. I learned, preach in the prophetic. I want to, I want to teach you, Live in the prophetic. Amen. Live your days in the prophetic. Stop living days that you are running. And, 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 and we, we, were like, we, we, we do this because we're Christians. And we're like, no, Pastor, I, I always, I'm just praying. I'm praying throughout the day all the time. Yeah, right. Wait, wait let me catch this. Let me catch this. You don't have time to give 20 minutes in the morning, but you're praying throughout the day to God. It's like sometimes, how many know we got to stop kidding ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. Amen? 
and I'm not saying that God can't speak to you throughout the day. I want you to, that's what I want you to do. I want you to live your days like that. But what I'm suggesting is, is just being real with yourself and saying, you're not going to be able to run 10 miles if you can't get up early and run three miles. Are you catching me? And this isn't in like a, woo, you're bad. It's just like, hey, can, let's, let's just talk. Let's be real. And let's, you know what, can we, and, and, and this, this is, uh, can I see the book? This is just a, this, this is just a track to run on. But trust your pastor in the track that I believe that God has given us. Okay. And, and just so you know, the new ones that we're going to have next week are going to have, um, it's going to be just like this, but it's going to say, um, God said today, and it's going to say morning. And then in the morning, I want you to spend 10 minutes with God, asking him, and then 10 minutes listening. And then halfway down, it's going to say evening. What I want you to do is I want you to write whatever chapter we're in. I want you to do the 20 minutes again. Read the chapter. It'll probably, you could read it probably two, maybe three times in 10 minutes. And then I want you to listen to what God is going to speak in the scripture. Do you catch this? Because here's why. There's a lot of crazy Pentecostal-ish people that talk about hearing from God, but they don't have the anchor, the word of God, to know what God is saying and what he's not saying. Does that make sense? Like, if you come up to me and say, oh, God told me this, and you say something that is against the word of God, I'm going to say, he did not say that. Can I tell you why? Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I totally believe in the prophetic. I totally want to live in the prophetic. I totally believe when Paul says, I wish that you all, we might have time to get, get into it. I want you to pray in tongues, but especially that you prophesy. I totally believe that. But prophecy isn't above the written word of God. Amen. And you listen, if you want to be a true, true prophets will study the word of God. Why? Because they recognize they can get it. They listen. Real prophets will not people walking in prophecy. They will not exalt their prophecy above the word of God. They just won't. Amen. Okay, are, are you learning something? Okay, I'll borrow this a couple more times. Okay, all right. So let's let's look. Um, so let's look in the New Testament. Let me let me let me let me just quote something to you, guys in the back. Go to the scripture in Acts. Okay, but for everybody else, just pay attention to me. Uh, the the Bible. Remember when Jesus got uh, bap, Remember when he got baptized, and then the Holy Spirit came upon him. What is that? He's getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then the Bible says right after there, he says it's in, uh, it's in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Just write this down. And here's what he says. He says that Jesus is led to the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. What's he doing? He's not just living his life like many people live their life. And I hate to say many, even I think Christians live their life. Living a life of just doing what they do because that's what they did the day before. Right. Yeah, but I got to work. Fine, go to work. 
There was somebody in the first service and, and, and they are implementing this in their life. And God spoke to them and said, you need to buy this guy a Bible. Somebody at his work. And then the next week, this is, you know, how, how, does, how, how does God orchestrate this out? Because God is God. Listen, there's people who can be cynical and say, oh, that's all the Christian. They just say God did it. Listen, when I see the ramifications of God said something to me and then this happened. And it's like, and it happens all the time to me. Mathematically, it's impossible that that stuff would happen like that. So God speaks to him and says, you know, you need to buy somebody a Bible. And then that week, Joel calls me up and says, hey, it's whatever it was, you know, flashback Tuesday or, you know, happy Wednesday or whatever it was. I don't know. What was it? Cyber Monday. It was Cyber Monday. He says, you know what? Hey, you could get, you know, some Bibles. Let's, let's, you know, pastor, should we get some Bibles? Because Cyber Monday, we can get them way cheaper. Yes, Absolutely. We got a bunch of Bibles that week, that week, that week, that week. You know what? We had Bibles. And I had them up here and I said, hey, you know, some of you need to buy a Bible today. And then when he gave that Bible to, and he he bought a Bible versus buddy at work. He gave that Bible. I mean, that guy was blown away. I mean, he just said, oh, God's been telling me I need a Bible. See, God wants you to live your life in the prophetic. And this is something you're like, yeah, but Pastor, I'm not, I'm not spiritual like you. I, I didn't, I don't go to Bible. I didn't go to Bible college. I didn't go to Bible college. Hey, do you got two bucks? Do you understand? See, sometimes, sometimes God is so practical in just leading us how to, to. You know, and, and listen, if you don't do it, then guess what? You'll just stay where you're at. Right. Under, guys, understand, you're here on purpose. I don't know about you, but I really believe God. Amen. I know God is real. I know he still speaks to people. Acts chapter, chapter 9, look at verse 1. Then Saul, still speaking threats of murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest. And asked letters of him to the synagogue of Damascus, so that he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound into Jerusalem. And he journeyed, and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. And he fell to the ground and heard a what? He heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Can I tell you what? God is speaking. This Saul's not even saved at this point. God is speaking to people, and he's still speaking to me, to, to, to people, and he'll speak to you too if you give him an opportunity to hear, to listen to him. Watch this. He's telling him why. Because can I tell you about Saul? And I believe this. I believe God is obligated to speak to Saul. You know why I believe that? Because the Bible says that anyone who knocks the door will be open. Saul is not against God. Saul is for God at this point. He just doesn't understand that Jesus is the Messiah. So Jesus, and he said, who are you, Lord? Isn't this interesting? Jesus is speaking to him, and now he's... 
He's speaking back to Jesus. <clears throat> That's what Eli wanted, wanted Samuel to do. Do you see that? Hey, have a conversation with God. You know what? You know that great theological song? You know what? By the... Oh, who, by Cheap Trick, right? You know that theological song by Cheap Trick? I want you to want me. I need you to need me. I love you to love me. I'm begging you to beg me. You didn't know that was a theological song, did you? Now, I say that tongue-in-cheek. I say that kind of kidding, but here's the reality. God wants us to want him. God would love us to love him. God has withheld nothing from us. Why? Just for, just for the opportunity that somebody might be redeemed and come back to him. Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I'm Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the goats? Next verse. So he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said, then the Lord said, then the Lord what? Then the Lord said to him, God speaks to people. Then the the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. And the man who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, saw no one, but they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And he was there three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now, there was a certain disciple in Damascus named Ananias, and he, and to him the Lord And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, and I'm going to go over it next week in a little bit more detail. God is speaking to him now in a what? In a vision. I'm minding my own business, just sleeping. You know what? I wake up. Oh, no, I'm trying to think. Was that? Uh, yeah. I'm minding my own business, sleeping. In the, in the vision, in the dream, I'm driving from where I live, which is by Rio Hondo College. I'm driving this way towards the church on the 605 freeway, and I see a funnel. And it looks like it's in Pico Rivera. You know, you're far away. You don't know where that fire is, if it's smoke or whatever. You get closer, you can figure it out. I see this funnel and as I get in closer, and this funnel has just this glow, but it's, 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 it's a funnel-ish kind of thing that it's from the heavens to the earth. I can see it. And it's this glow, and it's just this, I can't even describe it, but some kind of, see, I hate to use these words, cause, but it's this power, I'll say it like this, this power is flowing from heaven to the earth, and I can see the manifestation. And I'm coming, and as I'm coming and getting closer, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, that's close to the church. And the closer I get to the church, the more I recognize that funnel is right over the church. Well, I just think, 
Think whatever you want. See, cynical people don't understand the things of God. They're, uh, what does the Bible call them? Scoffers. They're scoffers, and they scoff at the things of God. Can I tell you what? You can think whatever you want. God has blessed me. God has spoken to me. God has spoken to me and told me things that there's no way anybody else would know. And four weeks later, something happens, and I was in the right place at the right time because I had the faith to believe that wasn't just, that is God. Amen? God speaks to me. I see it in the word of God. And watch the detail. And he said, and he, and he says, what does he say? I'm here, Lord. What is, what is this guy? What is Ananias doing? He's expecting that God is going to speak to him. He's responding to God. Can I tell you why? Because you got a relationship with God. Amen. One of the reasons why I know for those people who will buy a journal or use the journal that they've been given. And, and we'll, we'll show up tomorrow and spend 10 minutes speaking and then 10 minutes just listening with God. I know God's going to show up because can I tell you what? Wow, I got excited. <laughs> Here's why. Because God loves it when you love him. He, he loves when you will express your humility and trust in him to say, God, I can't live my life by myself. I got to hear you talk to me. He loves that. So the Lord said, arise and go to the street called what? (laughs) Pastor, what's your point here? God has told me detailed things, specific things, specific things. Pastor, why are you here? Can I tell you why I pastor this church? Because God called me here. Amen. Amen. And I and I talk to people. I'm not saying that God can't confirm words to you because He will. We'll talk about that next week. But I I I felt like God called me to pastor this Baptist church in Pico Rivera. And so I told somebody, and they said, Drew, you have bumped your head. You're a loony too. You're crazy. That's a dumb idea. Why would you do that? Here's a thought. I learned it. Be obedient to God. Amen? Amen. What am I saying? I'm saying God will tell you specific things to do. he'll, He'll set you up. There'll be things that are going to happen that could cause you to, to walk in fear. There's a passage. You know what? We don't have time to look at it today. But there's a passage that Jesus says, God will tell you through the spirit of things to come. God will speak to you, tell you of things to come. How, how many kids did you plan to have? Two kids. And God told me of things to come. Do you understand? What did you do? And don't get mad at me. I didn't know Megan at that time. So don't get mad at me. Amen. But that's what we do sometimes. Sometimes we argue with God not knowing what a blessing. Can I tell you what? The Bible says that God has plans for you. 
And his plans for you, he reveals it. He said, they're good plans. I mean, listen, I love Tyler and I love, I love uh, Shayla. But I'll just tell you emphatically, you know what? Tam in our life wouldn't be even close to as good without Megan. No, our, oh, you know, our whole family. Here, your life is better because Megan's here. Come on. Those of you who know Megan know what I'm talking about. And God spoke to me. Why? Because that was like, oh, we had two kids. We're, we're, we're ministering here. I'm bivocational. You know what I mean? I'm spreading eight different directions. Just feeling like every day sometimes was, well, I cast my care upon God. So I, I anyway, but I had the opportunity to freak out every day if I wanted to put it that way. Every day. And to have another child, you know what, didn't seem like a good plan to me. And God going to, going to work. Well, what am I saying? He's, why am I saying it now? Because he's telling him something real specific. See, it's like God knows every. See, if you will open up yourself <coughs> to listen to God He'll start to speak to you and your life. You'll just be, there'll be things like that, that I could have been all freaked out. I could have been all freaked out. You know, remember that song? Freak out. Could have been me. Freak out. You know what I mean? Okay. Remember that song? That could have been me. Okay. So, you know what? The next Wednesday, Tamara's all, I'm like, come on, we got to go to church. You know, we go to church. Why aren't you up? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't feel good. Well, what's the matter? Oh, I feel nauseous. I kind of feel like I felt like when I was pregnant with Shayla. Ooh, ding, 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 ding. The Lord had spoken to me before. The Lord had spoken to me just a week before. I was like, oh, oh. well, we got to, there's a pregnancy test at, under the thing. What do you got that for? You know what? Because it was buy one, get one free. <laughs> and we found out Tyler was on his way. I got one under it. It's all ready to go. Amen. And, uh, and sure enough, you know what? She takes the test, leaves it there. Doesn't even know. Doesn't even check. Goes back to her bed. I come home from Bible study that Wednesday night. I said, well, Come on. Are we pregnant? She's like, I don't know. I go, I go in the bathroom, whatever. It was pink or orange or whatever it's supposed to be. I'm like, oh. I'm like. Why, why am I like that? Because the Holy Spirit has already spoken to me. You know, you, you look at this. He's like, you know, what is this story? So sometimes things that God speaks to you, you're, you're like not okay with. And this guy's like, hey, uh, you know, do you, <laughs> hello, do you, do you know Peter? I mean, do you know Paul? Do you know who he is? Do you know who Saul is? Saul's not a good guy for Christians to be hanging out with. God speaks to him and says, no, no, you don't understand. Specific. 
I've called him to minister, start giving him insight of what the ministry that Paul's going to have. So all of a sudden, what's he doing? Now he's walking by faith. Now he's got, he's got the word from God. I'm, I'm, I put my, my, I put my uh, resume in here. And I'm walking by faith. Almost everybody I talk to is thinking, saying, I'm crazy, I'm crazy, I'm crazy, I'm crazy. Well, why are you doing it? Because, listen, and, and I, because I hear from God. The Bible says that. We'll look at it next week and I'll teach you specifically how you can, I'll help you to how to do that. So I tell my wife, she's like, Drew, we can't do that. I'm like, yeah, we can. I'm not like, man, I'm not, woman, ungodly woman. Don't pull her by the hair. You're going, we're godly people. As far as me and my household, we're serving the Lord. Come on, man. No, she's your partner. Amen. Okay. So, you know, be, be patient. You know, God's patient with you. I said, well, you know, I, I know, honey, that's why I'm coming to you because it's, it's wacky. I know that. But just what happened? Two weeks later, Holy Spirit spoke to her and she knew we were called here. Still, still difficult. We've been here nine months, nine months. You know what? And I'm telling you, the church didn't look like it looks like today. It was all kinds of challenges. I mean, we had we had not a lot of people, and most of them were 70 or 80 years old. Amen? You used to have a guy, and he'd come. Praise God for him. 80-something years old, and he's walking to church. Amen? Now, we, we need to not be critical of people. We need to be thankful for people. Amen? But he's, when I'm preaching, this is, this is when, while I'm preaching, he's sitting on the corner. On the, he always sat at the end, and he'd start to fall asleep. And he's, and he's snoring, snoring. <laughs> Pastor, what did you do? I thank God, you know what, that that 86-year-old man would have the integrity to come to church every single Sunday. That's what I did. Amen? But, but, but now back. Now let me go back in another. So, so I, you know what? There, there and, 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 and Sunday, and the church is getting smaller. No, we're not, we didn't have very many people, but we had no pastor. The church is getting smaller and smaller. And they're standing up there in the front of the church and saying, keep on praying for the search committee because we've got to pray for the pastor, whoever he or she will be. I'm thinking she. He is not a she and I'm right here. Okay. Now, let me say this because I'm going to say it and I want you to understand. That's not because I don't believe that women, you know what, are called to uh, leadership positions in churches. I, I, of course I believe that. And if you don't, you know what? You need to start studying the word of God. Stop listening to ding-dongs on the internet who are going to quote two passages in the New Testament, take them out of context, and you're going to sit there and listen to them and think I'm wrong. When there's hundreds of passages, hundreds of passages where God is using men and women in high places of leadership. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm tired of unsubmitted churchgoers who don't understand how important their pastor is to their spiritual development. Here, let me just go a step further. 
the main person that should be developing you spiritually is you. Daily encounters with God. Daily encounters with God. Okay. The second main person that should be developing you spiritually is me. Amen? Unless, and if you're here, if you're here for the first time, just welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And sometimes I just have to have a conversation with the family. Does that make sense? But see, we got to teach this to everyone because we just live in a crazy world that we don't understand. The Bible says in Ephesians, let me just quote Ephesians. The Bible says that Jesus himself gave some to be pastors. The Bible says in the New Testament that God placed people, here, I'll say it. You ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Over you. Not, not, to be, not, to be, not to be a hindrance to you, but to be a blessing, to be a covering over you. Amen. Amen. We believe in this so much that we have, we have um, ordained uh, and seen the leadership of Pastor George and his wife. Because I need, the calling in this church isn't to minister to just English-speaking people. It's a minister to English and Spanish-speaking people. Amen? And I found a couple who would honor me and understand that I was in charge. Are you trying to be in charge? It's not about that. It's about giving people a chance in a crazy world that wants to tear them apart. And that pastor, you know what, is helping me to have accountability, not only to English people, but to Spanish people. How can I do that without him? Amen? How can I do that without somebody who's humble? I can't, and he is, and I thank God for him and his wife. I pray for them every day. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm hearing God speak to me and say, you know what, this is what I'm to do, but after nine months, I'm, I'm tired of, of this, you know what, of this going on. It's like, hey, guys, get it together. I'm right in front of you. I mean, sometimes can, can get weary in doing good. Yeah. And we started to, uh, and I was walking away one Sunday just thinking, this is stupid. I've been here nine months. My res- I was the first one to put my resume in. I'm here every week, and they don't, they're not recognizing. You know what? And Tamara and I are coming, and Shayla, it's just like, ah, what is, this is stupid. And I never forget, I turned back, and the steeple was there, and the cross was right there. And I turned back, and I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. And here's what he said. He said, if you, if you walk away from this, you will walk away. That will be one of your biggest mistakes that you will make in your whole entire life. Yeah. But that was before I knew George. That was before I knew Jason. That was before I knew Laura. That was before I knew Paige. Yeah. 
you understand? All, all you gracious people that I, oh, oh my, are you kidding me? That was before I, you know what, knew Brian and Tony. This crazy car. Tony's car enriches me. Tony enriches me. Do you understand? See, the richness. I mean, I, I would. Do you understand? There was a richness that we enjoy. Tamara and I enjoy. Why? Because I heard God say, because God, God, when he speaks to you, he'll speak to you. And his words are wise words, great words, words of a future that he has for you. Do you understand? I'm hearing God speak to you today. Okay, well, can we go on next week? Don't miss next week. <laughs> Don't miss. I'll, I'll teach you. That, that, that word where, where it said that Eli perceived that it was God, I'm going to teach you how to start perceiving the things of God, that you'll start to hear God from the inside. I'm going to teach that to you next week. It's going to be awesome. All right. If, uh, if God spoke to you and you want to raise your hand and say, God is speaking to me, God is encouraging me, God is pressing me to, to enter into a more healthy relationship with him. If that's you, raise your hand. Father, you see these hands that are up. We are, we are, Father, we are committed this year that we're going to go deeper into the things of God, that we're going to hear you greatly and more, more readily because we are hungry for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.